Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, happy Tuesday. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia here at 3 o'clock on this Tuesday afternoon, and it looks like Lady Exercise turned a big corner today. Oh, well, before, no, this has <laughs> nothing to do with Lady Exercise. Okay, okay. But before we get to that, we, we have to um, thank people because people are donating uh, yes. for the Aloha Diaper Bank, the drive that we're doing for Maui, and we're just collecting cash. And so people, of course, are always generous and the Aloha Diaper Bank is working directly with agencies on Maui to get diapers um, out because of course um, everything is just just devastation and I, every time I see a news report it just seems worse overwhelming <laughs> yeah. yeah and kind of worse and so thank you and you just go to my talk uh, keyword Aloha to make an easy donation and then tomorrow apparently the the word is the scuttlebutt that the day before the biggest thing we do out at the at the fair every year. <laughs> now we got to announce another big thing that we're going to be doing in October. Project Down and Dirty. I of course know it's going to be donkey basketball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyway, so it's going to be. I think you'd like that one too much because you're not supposed to like this one. Yeah, well, according to the one clue, right? And the other clue is move, and then the other clue is that Jason won't like it easy either. But I'm like, well, that's easy. We generally don't ever like anything at first glance. Where he's an only, and I'm an I'm an oldest, and so yep. that's our that's reaction. your mo. That's our mo. Mm-hmm. So that could just be trick. Um, you yeah, know, skullduggery, yeah. But anyway, all that starts tomorrow morning at eight thirty here, uh, at, on my talk with uh, on Jason show, and Julia is going to be double batting. She's pitching and and batting and tomorrow. Receiving for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've got an unbreakable appointment for her hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unbreakable. It is. Hey, it is literally unbreakable. 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 So that's happening. And um, I've turned an exercise corner. I've had a, an epiphany today that. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Am I now entering the years where I'm, I'm doing cardio lying down? Well, that's Pilates. It's the best. That reformer in Pilates is the such tramp a good... reformer. What? Have no. you done that one? Is it? No. Okay. So. Mm-mm. All right. Now I have I'm into weightlifting right now. I have not done any exercise because of my plastic surgery. My face looked okay. So I really have been. The last two minutes, you sounded very yeah, very shallow. But that's but that's it. That's Mm -hmm. my middle name. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Anyway, so I haven't done anything, really. A few Pilates mat classes, but, you know, because... Uh, and neck, you're used to working out five yeah, days a week. Yeah, and the neck is tight and yeah. everything, and you don't want to be doing anything Why to jeopardize the investment. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, it's been, you know, almost eight weeks. I'm going to do the tramp class. That's what I call it. But it's 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 the reformer, and it's where you put a trampoline at the end where the foot bar usually is, mm-hmm. and that's down, and then... You do... Oh, that's like the bounce packs. I've done... Yeah. Yeah. Bounce, yeah. But you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, jogging. You're doing one-legged things. You're doing... It's up... Right, right. It's, you're it's laying on up. your back. Oh, I've done that. Yes. But it is very yeah. hard. It's great, though. It's very, very hard. Yeah, it and, is. I mean, we did three and a half minutes. It felt like an hour. Back and forth. That's a great Well, exercise. we ran, and then we did one-legged, and then we did jumping jacks. High-low. and High-low, all this stuff, yeah. back and forth. It Three minutes felt like an hour. It, it felt it, like an hour. And I thought, I am laying down doing cardio. That's kind of the best, though. Yeah, Because yeah. you really are laying down. You're laying down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never... I don't know when. I'm sure it was on this radio show when we learned how few calories sex burns. Like two. I mean, seriously, it's really ridiculously That's nothing. Disappointing, isn't it? It's like a hundred and twenty. Unless you had it on last Saturday when it was three hundred degrees out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But even then, even then, it's it's a Water it's weight. a it's a pitiful amount. It is that burn. Even if you have quote unquote vigorous acrobatic sex. For a half hour, it's like three hundred calories. It's nothing at the most. At the most. At the most. That's a Coca Cola. That's yes. It. It's on, so man. bad. So anyway, I thought, gosh, I wonder if this is an exercise corner, and I'm never going to do cardio standing up again. Well, listen, it's it's a good one, though. That's a good one. It, that you feel. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, Julia. Mm-hmm. I can already tell because mm-hmm. I have not. I'd only taken like maybe. Three of those classes, and I was sort of... I liked that a lot. I was sort of taken with it. Yeah, it's really good. But now that I am a mewling kitten and not very, you know, in shape for anything right now, it felt like an hour just doing <laughs> three minutes on each leg. I, I was just like huffing and puffing. I felt that way on my walk this morning. Oh, did you walk? I was. Yeah, I didn't get far. It mm-hmm. was, it just felt so thick. And we usually love the heat. So that was, I was, I was quite surprised in myself that I wasn't powering this through This is it. tropical. This I, is like jungle heat. This is the kind of stuff that you feel like when you live in the tropics, like in Florida I, in the summer, in Florida in the summer or Japan or the mm-hmm. Philippines in the summer where the air just feels laden with moisture mm-hmm. and it almost feels hard to breathe. The air is well, so, or the the Warm air yeah. feels like, oh, what is that? Mm-hmm. Can't even get a good breath. I feel bad for everyone out there setting up at the fair. Oh. Today, oh. Oh. At least it's supposed to be down in the low 90s when we go on. On Thursday. Mm-hmm. Good news is I'm so good in the heat. Uh, I did buy a new uh, small travel size powder, baby powder, for our thighs for the fair, you know, for chafing. Oh, God, you're so funny. Oh, yeah, no. And this is a good note. All right, so you got the baby powder. But baby the other powder one, or deodorant. Deodorant. Is also very good for chafing. feet. I always have mine in my pocket side my car. Yeah. It's good between your thighs. It's good um, between in your shoes. 
the back of your heels, foot, the top of your a, feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. under your arms. By the way, is what it's yeah, it's kind of supposed meant, to be. But once yeah. once you've moved from the armpits to the feet, it just becomes a permanent foot deodorant. There you go. You know, but anyway, I'm sure that uh, you know Brooke and the they always have like good stuff for us out yeah. there. Yeah, you know, floss. Hand sanitizer, <laughs> and that, those all work. You know, in a oh, heat wave. In a heat wave. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We're good. I We're know. good. We got two days. And like you said to me yesterday, Lori, if you want to buy discounted tickets to the state fair, Cub has them till tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Okay. Tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, Jeff Lynn got some this morning. Yeah, you saved three dollars. Yep. per admission. You got to so do it. Fifteen. Yeah. So if you're going. If you've got people going, it does. Yeah. It is worth it. It adds up, and then you can get your blue bunny books there too, right? Or the blue blue ribbon blue book. ribbon books. Yes. Yeah, not blue bunny, blue ribbon books. Yeah. Too. All right. Listen. Um, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody! Hammernick's Flooring Solutions is having their big grand opening in Hudson that we want to tell you guys all about, and it is um, happening tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. at, at one o'clock. In the Hudson location, and they're going to have, you know, treats, beverages, I believe, and specials and some prizes. So really good stuff is going on there um, tomorrow. Well, you can get, stop by if you're not going to make it out to the fair, of course. Uh, if you want to just swing by the Hudson store tomorrow and get your 20% off that you get at exclusively at the fair. They're just doing that at the Hudson store tomorrow. But yeah, 20% off and out at the fairgrounds, you can stop by and... See some of the samples, pick up your 20% off. Of course, you don't have to do it by the fair time, but you just want to pick it up while you're at the fair. Right. And they're in the egg, the what no, building? The they're in the home improvement Home improvement building. building. That's right. That's Hammernix.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. So uh, the headline in all the Hollywood trade papers are basically a version of what's going on with Scooter Braun, uh, double dumping, uh, Scooter Braun is uh, exiting. Stars are leaving right and left. Um, he's been the reigning pop manager. You know, he discovered Justin Bieber when he was a 13-year-old YouTuber. But Ariana Grande left. Uh, Demi Lovato left yesterday. Justin Bieber, Puck, according to Puck News, has already left him. Adina Menzel was uh, a client. She's left him. Now Matt Baloney. Has left baloney. I think that's how I'm. That's how you say it. But um, anyway, his. I told you yesterday that Roger Freeman was like his collapse is coming because he's a rock star manager who's trying to be bigger than any of the rock stars, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been having much success. Um, and if you remember when Demi Lovato joined him, like in 2019, they've had no hits together, yeah. and he was not successful. And getting her to change her album name, Holy Bleep. Yep, which no one could even advertise or mark. No, and Demi is back to she, her pronouns. Okay. She, she's, that's from her words. But um, so that album title was the worst one in the world. We couldn't figure out what was going on with Ariana Grande with her running to People magazine after getting busted with a married man. We're like, this doesn't seem like Scooter Braun. He usually handles one of the reasons why he's been a good manager is he's an absolute bulldog and apparently is on tight 
first name terms with the editor of People, mm-hmm. TMZ, mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly. He can kill stories mm-hmm. um, very easily. And um, like Demi Lovato, that her album that, that he produced with her, the, the CDs, 123,000 mm. CDs mm-hmm. and 300,000 streams. So it's, it's not very much. Um, and this year, Bieber has just sold 10,000 CDs and downloads. His streaming numbers are high, but without him touring. And right. Anyway, so his, his, uh, here's what, um, Roger Freeman said. He said, in this industry, sometimes your own hubris will take you down. Scooter's Instagram page is not full of photos of his artists. It's him on private planes, Mm -hmm. helicopters, jet skis, boats at posh parties, having a great time. His lawyer is Marty Singer, the bulldog lawyer. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, so people are like, what is going on with Scooter Braun? And... Because that's a lot of people to leave. Yeah. In yeah. five days. Mm-hmm. It's like basically, um, and last year, last May, Business Insider did this uh, reporter did a story on Scooter Braun about, because no one has do- ever done a deep dive into him, even with the fight with Taylor Swift. Right. When he sold uh, her catalog and everything. He said, um, this reporter, this, um, Anna Silman, she put it back out there because she talked to over 50 people in the entertainment industry. No one wanted to go on record about just like he could be very good at like when 2011, Justin Bieber, there was a tape circulating of him saying the N word. Mm -hmm. It did come out later. Um, the New Yorker reported that Scooter Braun successfully pleaded with Harvey Levin at TMZ not to publish the tape, but Bieber was like imploding. P- he Braun told the Wall Street Journal several years later he thought Bieber would be found dead of an overdose. He was doing so many drugs, as you remember. He peed in a bucket yeah. at SNL. Mm-hmm. He. Um, punched paparazzi, threw eggs at his neighbor's house, desecrated a national mm-hmm. monument, got Fred a D- with his dad, a DUI. Mm-hmm. So Brian became known for his very cushy relationships and an attitude at one major entertainment outlet suspected to be people. We don't speak badly about Scooter and any of his clients. He, a lot of other managers uh, would carp, come, you know, not get involved in the PR, but right. Scooter was, and the rapper Little Twist uh, came out later and blamed Scooter and said he gave all kinds of red meat stories. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. These, when Justin Bieber would be in the news about me to, to throw people off, much like prince william did about his brother harry oh look here's a bad story and he's talked about how betrayed he felt that scooter braun uh was always giving nasty you know stories about him and marty singer when he was approached by the reporter about this story said well little twist has been arrested and you know immediately started uh slurring her but the big rumor that's going around about why is everyone leaving scooter um in a song that Taylor Swift wrote called Vigilante Bleep, it's, I think, on the Lavender album. I don't even know. Like, did that come out recently? Yeah, or? that was last, like, last summer. The la- okay. Whenever the Lavender was, I think it was when she had the three albums come out. One of her songs that is noted to be about Scooter Braun, I verified this with Britney, uh, in Vigilante Bleep, it goes, well, he was doing lines and crossing all of mine. Someone told his white collar crimes to the FBI. And um, she also writes that she knows how this is going to end. And um, yeah, that was released in October of 2022. So that was very recent. Yeah. And so he's um, and that's really what he's best known for discovering Bieber and fighting with with Taylor Swift. And um, he. He rose really big because he, he had, while he was still in college, he bro- brokered a deal between, he was with uh, Jermaine Dupree, working with him, and he brokered a $17 million deal between Pontiac, remember that brand, and yeah. Ludacris. Yes. And well, so he's, he always goes big. Well, when and he that's was just in, a college student. When he was a student at Emory University, he got his start selling fake IDs. Then he became a key nightlife player in Atlanta, yeah. like you said, throwing parties for a ludicrous Eminem, brokering some deals. He always had something going on. And like when he was 22, he discovered Justin Bieber and he'd always had it in this idea that the social media stuff could could work. And he tracked down Bieber's school, called board members until he got Bieber's mom's number and persuaded her and her son to get on a plane. And move to America. Yeah. Yeah. And, Pretty big. Um, That's, I, you know, I did not know that. I've known all yeah. the scummy things. Yeah. I did not realize he, that he was that a, involved in Bieber's. He was, he's when he savvy. Was, I mean, when he yeah. was 21, he wanted to start a DreamWorks. But, um, wow. like, Madison Beer, Beer, who was a YouTube, she was, yes, like, 13. Yes, yes. She was yep. discovered by him. Is she felt that he kind of dumped her when there were some nude photos? You know, she didn't feel like if you weren't making money for him, he wasn't helping you. But when he sold um, whatever big records or whatever, wasn't it? No. No. I can't remember the name where Taylor Swift had all of her oh, yeah, music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. When what he it sold was. it to Hybe, sold it for $161 million, and he gave Ariana and Justin Bieber stocks worth $11 million. Jay Balvin, who also just left him, got $4 million, and Demi Lovato got a million in stocks. But I feel like a bombshell is coming, and this one reporter tried to tell us a year and a half ago that there was something. Ithaca Holdings, I believe. Media company Ithaca Holdings was what 
He yeah, sold big records or some yeah. big machine records or something. The Nashville part of it where, where Taylor was. So. Okay. Anyway, there's maybe a summer We've heard scandal coming. Forever and didn't really know, you know, all the details about him. Yeah. Scooter Braun. Wow. Braun. While he was doing lines and crossing all the mines, someone told his white collar crimes to the FBI. He's in some trouble, maybe. We yep. shall see. Hey everybody, Lori and Julia here with Learning Rx. And you know, last week we met with um, a former teacher who's now one of the directors at Learning Rx. And of course, I've never sent any kids off to school or whatever, um, other than being a bonus mom. But I, I guess I never realized that you can um, go and see like where your kids are on testing. That it's that it's pretty. It's not like something difficult for a parent to you find out. You can look at the Minnesota State Standards. That's what I mean. To figure out I, where your kid stands and everything. Or where they're reading at with their math In addition to level. what your teacher tells yes. you, if you want more information, if yeah. you need it. I, I mean, I liked knowing that because mm-hmm. I would think that a lot of parents would be, I want to know a little bit more, but I mean, maybe they, maybe they, everyone knows that already and that was just news to me. But with the school you're starting, you yeah. want to make sure, you know, we. it has been very out loud that there is... Um, children, you know, struggle during um, COVID and are having a hard time catching up. Learning Rx can help with that and more. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, we have a LoJ Book Club today that you are going to want to get this book. Maybe you've read it already because we've been talking about it since like June. The uh, author is with us. Emma Turge is with us. The book is Ink Blood. Sister Scribe, it's your first book. It was sold in a bidding war. And we absolutely loved, loved, loved every word, every page of this book, Emma. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate hearing that. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Give people the setup. And then we have to, if we can, get you to explain how you came up with this incredibly fantastic story. All right. Well, so the setup is it's an adult um, contemporary fantasy novel. So it's set in our world, but there's a little bit of magic. Um, And it is about two half sisters who have not seen each other for 10 years. One of them is in Vermont. One of them is in Antarctica. Um, And they were raised to protect their family's secret library of magical books. Mm. Um, And there is a third point of view, also a young man outside London um, who has also been raised in somewhat extraordinary circumstances. And their three stories kind of come back together uh, as they discover that their lives are in danger and they kind of open the world of magic a bit and find out more about themselves and about magic. It is fun. It is so so good. good. When it was over, Emma, I was just like, I was truly crushed when I, when, when, I, when I read the last page. How did you get the idea to write this story about these magic sisters? I mean, was it, was it an aha moment? What was it? Um, it was a, a long, slow build, I would say. Definitely not aha. Actually, okay. the one thing I knew that it was going to have was magic sisters. That was sort of... Um, like the keywords for me because I am very close to my own sister mm-hmm. and for many years she's been begging me to write a magic sisters book so I kind of thought okay maybe I'll just try it so it, I always knew the sisters were at the heart but I didn't really know anything else it's so well that's a really sweet reason that you love your sister so much that you wanted to write it and you know there's you said there's a little bit of magic, but I mean, this takes us into mirrors. It takes us on flying carpets. It takes us 
into yeah. book, bookcases <laughs> that move. I mean, really kind of all the fantasy stuff that we grew up with in some different mm-hmm. Disney movies or, or Grimm tales, tales yeah. or something like that. And it puts it all in an adult book that is just, for us, it, it's so fascinating that someone can even put this all together. I mean, it's it's really a wonderful book. Ink, Blood, Sister, Scribe is the book. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really wanted to kind of like play with some of those childhood magic tropes that we all know from being kids and update them a little bit for grown-up audience. Yeah, and I'm wondering, so you had a bidding war for your book. It's the first book that you've ever written. You you teach at McAllister, mm-hmm. and has there been a bidding war for the film rights? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't really comment on that, um, but no, you know, uh, I have sold the, the TV, right? You have, Um, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'm allowed to talk about it. All right, well, we won't, we won't tell go any further than this. <laughs> I, I could, we could totally see that happening. And you know, we also really were big fans and loved a discovery of witches by Deborah Harkness, oh. the Invisible mm-hmm. Life of Addie Larue, the history. Oh, yeah. What's the one with Vlad the Impaler that we loved? The God um, of Endings. Yeah, I can't think of the Vlad. The historian. Did you ever read that? Oh yeah, I love. Oh, that I book. love that. Your so book is Elizabeth right there. Pustova, I think. Yes, yeah. yes, and your book fits in that. And you know, there's not that many authors that write like a this really like you do feel like a kid in sixth grade or something, just getting completely lost in the story. And mm-hmm. I wonder um, when you were contacted because. We follow like what other book clubs are doing. We think, you know, we've had a low J book club for like 18, 19 years, but we follow what other people. And I was, we were thrilled for you when GMA picked you as a book club because they don't, they usually stick with kind of just more traditional type of storytelling. Yeah, I was quite surprised by that myself, I have to admit. Um yeah, you know, it is a fantasy book, but I think maybe it can reach a slightly wider readership yes. just because it is for grown-ups. And I think at its heart, it's a story about family, yes. which is something that a lot of people can really relate to, mm-hmm. despite the magical, you know, fantastical elements that maybe put it a little further away from realism. Do you have to, did you have to do anything except like for the GMA book club thing? Do they like, you know, they fly you out to New York and you do all that? Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, I went to New York. I went on set one day, and then I had like a longer taped interview another day. They're fun. So, and they put makeup on me. TV <laughs> Isn't makeup, that fun? I've never worn. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that really fun? fun? <laughs> That's so fun. And how long, Emma, did you, um, you know, did it take you to to write Ink Blood Sister Scribe? Um, it took t- about two years. Really? It doesn't yeah. even seem very long. Back to front. Well, you know, it is not my first book. It is my first published book. But Got I've it. written others that were bad, so I did have some practice. Okay. okay, did your sister read this one? Like, did she edit it for you first before you even set it off to agents? Um, she did not edit it, uh, and she didn't read it until after it was done. But I think at this point, she's read it more than any other person alive. She oh. has read it so many times. She can quote it to me. If I have questions about it, um, I ask her first. Before, like, I look back through the book because she just she's read it so many times, which really is gratifying for me. 
That's and, so sweet. And and are you writing right now? Are you like at a writer's retreat writing your next novel or what 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 are you doing? <laughs> uh well, right now I'm class planning because the semester starts very soon. Um but I did just come back from a writer's retreat where I was working on hopefully what will be my next novel. Knock okay. on wood, you know. Is cross this, your fingers for me. Is that your next novel will it be related to Ink Blood Sister Scribe? It will not. Okay. It is not in any way related. It's just a totally new, probably another standalone, like a book mm-hmm. that doesn't have um, sequels. Mm-hmm. Was your? I don't know if your mom and dad are still around, but I mean, in reading your interview that you did with Chris Heward, who is our, our dear friend at the Star Tribune, mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, in, in school, they wouldn't want to put you by the bookshelf because you'd always <laughs> take the books and would yeah. just be reading and reading and reading. What was your, you know, your family's reaction besides your sister? Because, you know, you were this avid reader. Yeah, they, so luckily both my parents are still around um, and they are extremely proud and happy and also kind of like, of course, we always right. knew it. You right. know? <laughs> we trained <laughs> you for this. Reading all my life. Yeah, exactly. Like my mom is a huge, huge reader and my dad reads a lot too. And so I really grew up with readers and definitely was never discouraged from that path. That's wonderful. If you're just joining us, the book is Ink, Blood, Sister, Scribe. It's the hot book of the summer. Mm-hmm. The author is Emma, Emma Turas. Emma Turs. Turs. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. she's also local and a teacher at McAllister College. Um, and this is your debut novel, and it's just taken off. And, you know, you talk about your love of reading. Can you tell us, like, the last great book that you read? Yeah, I actually just finished um, yesterday Burnham Wood by Eleanor Catton. And it's like sort of like an environmental thriller set in New Zealand centering around these environmental activists and this billionaire that they sort of get into league with in a conservation effort. It sounds maybe a little bit dull, but it's not. It was really thrilling and left me a little bit shattered at the end of it. Oh, really? And and it's called again... Yes, it's Burnham Wood. Burnham Wood. Yeah, by Eleanor Catton. Okay. Um, Emma, when, you, you know, your um, publisher was looking, you know, for people to read your book and do do a book blurb, were you excited about all of, I mean, was that kind of an intoxicating thing to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like one of the best moments of my publishing career so far is um, I, I cold emailed this author, Kelly Link, who is one of my literary heroes. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that she had read the book and liked it and was going to blurb it, ah. I think like that's just about the happiest I've been, honestly. That's so cool. It was really cool. I was so happy. Yeah. Well, and then we were probably going to watch this on TV and the sisters. I mean, I'm trying to think of who we'd cast, but we can't really talk about it because we don't know about it. <laughs> right, right. But um, I... I um, Oh, yeah, I could see how it would be an excellent, like, eight to ten part series. Yeah, who knows? I who mean, knows? you know, these things often get uh, optioned. And, yes. Um, you know, who knows if it'll get made, but especially with the writer's strike right now. Right. Exactly. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Well, we yeah. we absolutely love the book, and um, we were so, we wanted you to come in studio, but I know that wasn't possible today, but hopefully we'll yeah, meet you. Yeah, my car broke down. <laughs> oh, honey, we'll meet you with your next one. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. You'll come in I studio. I really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, I, would, I would love that. Emma, thank you. The book is Ink Blood Sister Scribe. It's definitely going to go on our um, top 10 books for 2023. We just absolutely loved reading it.
Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. It was nice to talk to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Emma. All right, we've got a couple copies to give away, 651-641-1071. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. And, boy, it just seems like every day you're, like, reading different uh, opposing headlines, if you will. You know, mortgage rates are high. Inventory is tight. People are still buying, knowing that they're going to, refinance at you know at a, a later point, at in, time. A later point uh-huh. in time or um being able to get the best mortgage out there sometimes means you just got to clean up your credit report right and do different things and you need somebody who will guide that if you're calling some 800 number or just working with one bank that just has one option they're you're you're going to be um you know not they're not going to encourage you let's put it no. that way that's why we want you to call david at First Equity and his team of qualified, qualified super mortgage professionals. The number to call them is 763-251-8000. Listen, call them. No question is a dumb question. Find out, you know, where you stand right now. They would love to work with you. Scooter Braun has this hit song with John Cook from BTS featuring Lotto. He just, uh, but an hour ago, Scooter Braun tweeted, breaking news, I'm no longer managing myself. So, okay, that's how you're going to handle it? You're going to tweet through this, dude? Well, okay, so he manages BTS? No, he managed... Uh, uh, Just well, one of them? Yeah, Jungkook, I think he's working with him okay. on that. It's it's very confusing because they basically got bought up by the company Hybe. Yes. Which has... Okay. It, anyway, so this is how Scooter is dealing with it. Nothing happening over here. Sure. I like, um, there's nothing, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, and last night, The Bachelorette, I have to say, I was in my living room crying by myself watching the proposal. It was so good. I don't know why I'm invested in charity in Doton, but for the first time ever, I feel like actually hopeful about a couple that got engaged after not knowing each other that long. I don't know why I believe these two. Well, you and Grant both wanted this guy to win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said that he was good. I just watched when they, the proposal part, Mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was so sweet when he said, you make me feel like a good thing can be a good thing. Oh, how sweet is that? Mm -hmm. It was just, I don't know. I just really liked him. And then we found out the guy that she... Joey, the other guy that she liked, that was the final two yes. he's from Hawaii. He's going to be the next Bachelor. Yes. And he seemed to be wildly popular. People liked him. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I, what size do you think she is? Negative two. She she's is very, teeny. very tiny. They're yeah, very beautiful, 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 beautiful. And uh, we don't need to play the audio no. from the ABC, but it was really... It was from you cried. It, it was yes, I got teary eyed. They were so genuinely happy. So he, they both are from the New York area. I, then I don't know because that would always that. be the know. issue. I yeah. think transporting. We need to give a shout out to Kathy and Susan who just won the book Ink Blood Sisters Scribing. Kathy, who came to both of our book club lives and also came to our Hammernecks. Uh, live last year and went to Hammernecks and then bought flooring. So, Kathy, right. thanks for being a true fan. Thank you. <laughs> Go back to that song, Grant. This, yeah. this is a this is a song from 1983, boys and girls, by a band called The The. 
What a name. I know it. And the song is This Is The Day. It was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, it was. Volume 3. It was in the movie Love and Monsters. It was in the movie Empire Records. It was featured in Sex Education. I remember it in Empire Records, too. That was a great movie. I just got the chills thinking about that. Yeah, it was also in... it's been used in different, you know, television shows, but it was in the opening scene of the 2018 film "I Feel Pretty," and it's the closing song to um, the end of a gem of a little show, unbelievable, unbelievable show on Apple Plus called "Drops of God," which oh. Casey and I finished last night. But it's a one of a kind love letter to wine wrapped inside of a story about family and self-discovery and all told against the beautiful backdrop of france paris and tokyo it was so good it's on apple plus (laughs) oh that's worth it it is stylish and different different different. Mm -hmm. it was such a great story it was i love that yeah it was kind of intoxicating we loved it we loved it we were sad it ended i i have a new show for people all right all right so um i was just Going around on the remote last night, and um, I saw this at home with the Furies on Netflix. Do you have any clue, either of you, what I'm talking no, about? No, but I'm interested. Okay, so there is a boxer named Tyson Fury, and he yeah. was nicknamed the Gypsy King. And it's a reality show, Lori. There's kids in it, though. You might not like that part, mm. but it is. He retired from being the heavyweight champ. Yeah. Boxing champ. He's a beast. Yeah. And he's, yeah. And they started filming this, and he lives outside of Manchester in England in this really picturesque area with this wild looking house, which makes me think his wife or he doesn't have a lot of taste how their kitchen's decorated. But beyond that, right. he's got six kids. She's pregnant with the seven. Her name is Paris. It's really kind of charming and heartfelt. And, um, he doesn't know, you know, what he's going to do with himself. And then his brother's going to be in boxing. His dad's a gypsy, li- lives literally in a, co- a wagon. A caravan. Caravan wagon. And like it, in Romania or something? No, in outside of Manchester, England. Oh, okay. I mean, it is. I think this, people oh. I think people like this. I, I was pretty addicted to it. And the kids have mouths like, mm. Oh, yeah. It's that. Br- oh, I love it. I love this idea because Tyson Fury was a very quiet athlete but dominant in his yes. time as a boxer so to put him in front of a screen was i this is like the perfect mix of chaos for a guy that was so quiet but yet so dominant with his gloves he but, is chaos and then his wife says our house I is just chaos this. i love this it's kind of fun and i have no idea who it was and i just right. clicked on it and i fell in love with his wife paris she's just darling and down to earth and she's like we don't know how this is going to go. We had a dark time last time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was fun. I thought yeah. if that's something fun and completely different. Yeah, then very different. Did you like New York Housewives this year or this past I week? I didn't watch that. It was kind of great because Aaron um, and her husband celebrated their 10-year wedding anniversary at a place that looked like a building at a New York public she's library. She's the one that sells buildings, yeah, not she's just the real estate. Yes, and her she's dad amazing. Is amazing. They sold towers. I mean, yeah, amazing. So she has this 10 year anniversary party and um, I, I she wore a, a tragic dress. So I can't wait for you to see it. Okay. It was basically chain mail attached to like um, some kind of a, letters. No, <laughs> like attached to a netting and it barely covered her nipples 
Yeah. And so when she greeted her father, oh dear, he her his father's girlfriend totally giving Aaron the side eye, and then they had now this is a this is an anniversary party. They had not one, not two, not three. Not, they had eight people speak. Looking at their phone, stop. Not talking. I in gotta the be honest. I don't like that. And going on and on and on and on about and their relationship, about I, uh, how inspiring they are, how wonderful, what an amazing couple. They've okay. got the greatest well, love of all. And Bryn was not having another any, housewife, and neither were some of the other girl. Even even. You know, Jenna was just like, oh, my gosh. That's ridiculous. So if you're getting married or having an anniversary party, you really need to put your foot down about how many people get up and talk and for how long they talk. And if you want people just to tell you how great you are in your marriages, don't invite anyone else. (laughs) Right. Because they don't want to be there. No. We don't. I mean, that's it. If you need that and want that and it's going to make your love be better. It's gotten out of control. I don't understand the self, you know, love. Praise me, praise me, praise me, praise me. Do it. The minute, do it in a closet with your loved yeah. ones. I hate the minute someone holds up a phone and they have a microphone in their hand. <laughs> you might as well go to the bathroom. You're not going to be able to hear them because they never have the mic close enough. And it goes on and on and on. This is why you wrote. This is why you write. Like I did this with my dad for his eulogy. Um, you don't put it on a phone. The reason why you put it on long hand write it is it. it you can edit yourself and then you can read it out loud and see how well, long people it would takes. think they can do that on a computer because all these kids type Lori. But you can edit yourself. But if you handwrite it, it helps you uh it memorize helps you. it more. But but again, I like people with paper notes because they can put it down and behind their back versus the phone just looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, the phone just means you're gonna say a lot of extra words and drone on for too long. So that's and, what we see in yeah. New York Housewives. Well, I'm glad it made for a very, it. it made for a very hysterical, though, uh, episode of The Real Housewives.